Hello humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is August 25th, 2020. So... This morning, I just want to give myself the catharsis of getting some things off my chest. Some old things, things from my past, stuff that I've been afraid to acknowledge. I don't even think I'm going to go into detail. I just need to make a list of all of the things that I can currently remember from the beginning till now that hurt and have programmed me to not trust and to feel like I'm doing this mostly alone. happy that I've had some successes this morning explaining this to Thomas and we're in a good place right now. But I don't think that there's anybody else who knows what I've been through. And there's even people who think that I need to walk away from it. And hopefully one day I will, but for now, it really hasn't been acknowledged. And I don't know how to get rid of things that have never been acknowledged. And The big theme that I realized this morning trying to explain my perspective to Thomas is that I don't think that I've ever been acknowledged for this stuff. Not in therapy, not with friends, not by the people who did it to me, not by the rest of my family who were around either knowing or not knowing that it was happening. So I'm just going to do essentially a stream of consciousness of all the things that I went through. Everything that I can remember, I'm sure I'll forget things and leave things out and even do some stuff out of order but this is essentially for me to acknowledge what I've experienced and what I've endured and then hopefully I can make some sense of it and start moving past it into some programming that I would choose for myself not the survival modes that I had to adopt to get through so There's a couple of things that I want to acknowledge about my parents' past, even before I start talking about myself. So my father was raised by, well, raised, born to two people. Um, The son of a ship merchant from Shanghai, China, and the daughter of a Polish immigrant who was sold to the son of the... Uh, Shanghai ship merchant. Um, Those are my grandparents. Those are my father's parents. And there was a lot of uh, dysfunction and abuse there. And when my father was 13, this is as the story goes, at least he was sent to live with another family. His sister, my aunt, lived with my grandmother and his brother, my uncle, lived with his dad. And he was sent to go live with a family that abused him in physically... I just don't even understand how one human can do that to another human, but this is how the story goes. And when he was 15, he left Canada on his own to come down to the United States and try and create a life. There's also a completely alternative narrative that his father moved to the United States when he was 15 and him and his siblings lived with him in the United States. His mother doesn't remember their childhood, doesn't really know what happened, and there's no way to corroborate any of the stories. It's just that it was all really messed up. And when 
my dad was 20, I guess. He had my first sister when he was 25. He had my second sister. And when he was 30, he had me. And we all have different moms. Um, my mom was born to a Catholic family, um, virtually grew up in the same house the whole time. I currently live with her parents in this house that she grew up in. Um, and she married my dad when she was 18. Um, he already had two daughters. Uh, she was anorexic. He was doing drugs and they conceived my sister first. She miscarried. And then my third, it would have been my third sister. Uh, and then a couple years later, they finally had me. Um, and my mom was anorexic the whole time she was pregnant with me. Um, and the whole situation was pretty abusive and neglectful. Um, she had to work full time to have health insurance because my dad wouldn't keep health insurance for her while she was pregnant with me. So it was all just very stressful. I was born a month early. I was really small. And my grandmother says that the first time she ever held me, she looked in my eyes and said, this little girl is really going to go through it. And she was very right. So as I was growing up by the age of five, my dad was around sometimes when he wasn't fishing or hunting or working or I don't know what he was doing, but we never had enough money and he was rarely around. And because my oldest sister had already been abused so much and was so in need of love and so dysfunctional, he would leave his three daughters with his newest wife at a house for a weekend and where we were living with not enough money to pay for food and my oldest sister would abuse me hurt me lock me into things leave me out in the woods push me down i had black eyes i was abused i had a dead tooth in the front where she would push me into doorknobs when i was learning how to walk she physically abused me for years um, and my mom would try and ground her and my dad would come home and unground her. And so I just got to learn that it didn't matter that I was being physically abused. And so by the time I was five and she, my oldest sister would have been almost 15, I think she got pregnant for the first time and then ran away. My parents divorced and I started joint custody where Tuesdays and Wednesdays I would be at my dad and every other weekend I'd be at my dad's. And so that would be like Monday, Thursday, and every other weekend I was at my mom's. And I did that uh, first grade through sixth grade. Um, yeah. And my mom got remarried. My dad dated a lot. And then, I mean, all of that was not great, but not necessarily worth noting in this dialogue. Um, by the time I was 10, uh, my oldest sister had been pregnant at least a couple of times. I don't really know all the details, but at this moment in my life, I was 10 years old and she had had a baby boy and she came to live with me and my dad for a little while with him. And we all kind of tried to make it work um, until my nephew's dad came with his friends, um, the same affiliation, if you can understand what I mean by that, as my sister, um, and they came, um, to kidnap my nephew from my home while I was home at gunpoint. Um, I was not hurt. 
though I was traumatized and learned forever after to call the police as quickly as possible. Don't forget to call the police as quickly as possible when somebody is trying to steal your nephew at gunpoint from your home. I know there are a lot of things going on right now about not calling the police because they are unfair to people, and that is very true. But if somebody is trying to kidnap your family at gunpoint from your home, that's when you do call the police. And hopefully they show up fast enough to do something about it. And at least in that situation, somebody did call the police, and I do believe that they got there fast enough. At least I was okay, and they didn't get my nephew. At this point, I'm 10. And after this, my sister leaves, um, leaving my nephew with me and my dad, who I proceed to help raise for the next eight years. Um, without anybody really acknowledging it, without anybody, my dad or my mom or my grandparents or anyone in the community acknowledging that maybe a 10, 11, 12-year-old shouldn't be helping raise a baby, but nobody really thought that that was worth saying, I guess. I don't know. And when I was 12 years old, after had been doing the joint custody, again, that's Tuesdays and Wednesdays and every other weekend at my dad's, where I'd be raising my nephew with him, and Monday, Monday Thursday, and every other weekend at my mom's with my stepdad, where um, I was not raising a baby and was treated like a child. So I went back and forth with that for six years until I was 12 and I was starting middle school where I told my dad I couldn't come over on Tuesdays and Wednesdays anymore because class was starting earlier in middle school than it had in elementary school. And I needed to just come over every other weekend because I couldn't get up that early. I had that conversation with my dad. Um... That was one of the more abusive moments in my life when he turned to me in the car and started jabbing me in the shoulder blade with his finger, as he did when he was upset with me because I made him uncomfortable. Later finding out he did that to my sisters as well, probably to my nephews, but I still have phantom pain in that shoulder from that. Even this moment right now, it hurts really bad because of that time. And he screamed in my face and he made me promise him that I actually loved him and that he would I would never abandon him and that I really did need him and want him in my life and that even though I wasn't coming over on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I still loved him and needed him and he was still my dad and I, I begged him not to abandon me and he didn't. So we just keep going through my eating disorder that developed shortly after through my anxiety disorder that was already loud and proud through the PTSD I wouldn't be diagnosed with until I was 26 through until I was 16 and at this point now other characters get to start coming in my stepfather starts drinking again he decides to open a wine shop he drinks more and one day when I was 16 years old on the Sunday after Thanksgiving he comes home completely drunk picks a fight with me and destroys our house he throws vases through the windows he try he knocks over the bookshelves he breaks there's just glass and and anger everywhere i hide and lock myself in the bathroom i think about how i didn't grab my mom and she's not in a locked room and there's a gun in the house and i somehow got out of the bathroom and called 911 and he took off and the police came and then i got my mom and we went to my aunt and uncle's house Oh, yeah, the same aunt and uncle's house that we went to when my dad found out that she, my mom was cheating on him when I was five and beat her senseless in front of me 
And then my mom tried to pretend that she had just fallen down. Yeah, that happened too. So I'm 16. I'm raising a little boy. My mom is now dating my stepdad behind my back because I told her that she needed to choose him or me. That goes on for several more months um, until I tell her that she really has to choose him or me. And eventually she does choose me, breaks up with him. Um, in the midst of this, my father gets chemical pneumonia. This is my father, not my stepfather, gets chemical pneumonia from a toxin at work. He's a contractor and some tile sealant powder got in his lungs um, and gave him chemical pneumonia and his liver shut down. Um, for the following two years, I have my now single mother and I living in an apartment near my high school so that I can graduate from high school. Thank you very much. I am nursing my father through essentially chemo to um, clean his blood and liver from the toxins again. First year of which didn't work. We had to do it again for another year. And I'm nursing my, so I'm nursing my dad through chemo with my mom, raising a little boy, getting ready to go to college. I have my own eating disorder, my own self-harm, suicidality, depression, all of this going on. When I'm 18, I get I get to go to college. Um, I get a lot of subtle, if not somewhat overtly aggressive comments about how I'm kind of abandoning my nephew and who's going to blah, 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 but I go off to college. Um, and continue to progress through that. Um, I'm going to make this a part one, and then I'm going to start a new recording as part two. So I got to college. I did all that, and then I got to college. Let me catch you on the next one.